He's a tall young man who respects authority. You yeah. can give a boy bombs. Yeah, that's I fine. wish it was that easy to get bombs. Waiting for a break in the rain. Waiting for the moment to change your lane. I came home from the wasteland. Heroic and triumphant like a comic book girl. Created out of nothing like a comic book girl. Hey! It's time for a sacrifice. Remember the talking knife. Yeah, you yeah, you have to have the talking knife if you're talking. Put it between your legs. That's what they said. It's time for your sacrifice. The sacrifice is potentially all of Human City, California. Again, a second time. This is Animorphs Volume 52, The Sacrifice, where they almost do... War crimes! I don't remember which book it is that Axe does the, the big scary plan with the potential uh, nuclear bomb. War crimes! But this is basically almost just that again? Yeah, he's morphing into a raccoon on the cover. I didn't mention that. Okay, so this whole thing makes it very clear to me that Axe, or also any of the rest of the Animorphs, this book makes it very clear that none of the Animorphs have ever read a Shakespeare. Why Shakespeare specifically? Okay, so this is my, here's my hot take about Shakespeare. Tell me your hot take about Shakespeare right now. I love Shakespeare. Okay, so every single Shakespeare play that I have read, which is to say not most of the histories. The histories. Okay. Except Henry V, because every time I've seen Henry V, either Henry has been hot or Henry has not been hot, but the play has been really good. Moral of the story of every Shakespeare that I've seen or read could kind of be summarized as communicate with the people that you love and nobody needs to die. That is the moral of most of the Shakespeare's. I choose death. Thank you. But, okay. That doesn't make for good drama, though. Axe is contemplating doing a big treason on the whole earth. But he doesn't. Yes, but he does. He almost... He... It... It gets, he gets pretty close. The Animorphs have been pretty close to doing a lot of things. I get. I guess they are almost again close to destroying Human City, California during this book. I mean, they might as well have. Like they made the decision. They might as well have destroyed Human City, California. <laughs> I, no, have, I have. I have. I have. I have a question, which is, I read this last week, and my notes are extremely bad and stupid. What actually happens in this journal? Okay, so... Oh, yeah, we haven't done that since we were back in college on eating chocolate. We, are you going to summarize the book for us? Uh, I did not write a summary because we are not in college anymore. I know, uh, but I forgot. But this book begins with Axe, Rachel, and... Oh, the train! They're James? On the... Yes. Yes, it's James. And um, the train. They're flying around, they notice some suspicious stuff, they notice a bunch of hork leading a bunch of people into a train station in Human City, California, and they're like, that's not right. Just for fun. They're just taking them for there for fun. Which I'm sure is a super great experience for Rachel, a Jewish child, to be having. They definitely talk a lot about the hork colony and, like, that whole area, but in the previous books they didn't really get into a whole lot of detail about the hork It's a Wonderful Life sort of ride that uh, they're taking all the humans on. I think about that that book all the time or Do it's you? a small world i forgot the name yeah you said it's a wonderful life <laughs> yeah like i my brain was just like she's saying the wrong thing i'm saying the I'm wrong thing but it's the disney the right ride the, the dark ride so rachel and axe and james are doing reconnaissance they see a whole bunch of folks getting led into the trains by a bunch of hork and they're like well that seems messed up and rachel is kind of rankling that it. seems messed up <laughs> the rachel animorph story <laughs> yet another title for her memoir it's more about 
the way that the relationship between Rachel and Axe is deteriorating. Yeah, because Rachel's, I remember that. Yeah, Rachel's beginning to see Axe as usurping the second-in-command role because nobody can trust Rachel anymore because she's too, like, ah, murder, death, kill, violence. Even though we know that she's not murder, death, kill, violence. We do, it's true. But she's not confident in herself that she's not murder, death, kill, violence, and I feel like also none of the rest of the Animorphs are confident in the idea that she's not murder, death, kill, violence. They get pursued by some controllers in Morph. Axe almost saves a potential Yerk separatist, and then Rachel comes after that guy again, uh, after Axe sort of allows that guy to go. Oh, does she? I don't remember that. Yeah. It's it's left ambiguous to some degree. But it is heavily implied that like, Axe was like, I'm gonna do a mercy on you i'm gonna let you go and then rachel just kind of swoops in afterwards and gets him but they discover that the subway tunnels have been expanded mostly by taxon labor such that there's a direct line to the earth pool now and they are mass transiting human people from human city to the earth pool to get them all controllered up calling what taxons do labor is a choice <laughs> okay they uh i mean it's, it's slavery they're not paying them they're controlled by Yurks. It's it's slave labor. It's labor. They dug a whole bunch of tunnels. Even the kids have a bit about how good taxons are at digging. I don't know if the same rules apply to taxons. I don't like they're sentient. Are ants enslaved? Ants aren't sentient. Taxons are. Are they? I would say that they are sentient, but they are also very strongly affected by that like insatiable hunger to a degree that makes functioning in the same way that we expect sentient beings to function like pretty difficult for them which like so you've never had the munchies so you don't understand <laughs> i've never had the munchies either but i do get pretty hungry sometimes you just the hunger is just present in you and you need to fulfill it that sounds like a bad paranormal romance anyway anyway they managed to get everybody out of the subway tunnel safely and then the next bit they're at the hork colony and marco is like hey what if we just utilize the fact that there are subway tunnels directly to the york pool now to blow it up with explosives and everyone's like why yeah. oh my god and everyone's like, yeah, except for Cassie. Why is that where everyone's brain goes immediately, first, every time? It's I... like, Yerkpool, let's kill it. No, that's not. There are other options. They should understand that there are other options for gaining tactical advantages in guerrilla warfare. And they have, they've had to come to grips with, like, how terribly this plan can go wrong. I mean... Yes, you're correct, but even if they were dead set on we're gonna murder a whole bunch of Yerks and it's gonna be a bloodbath and it's gonna be a discriminate slaughter, you could just dump a lot of bleach or some sodium into the pool and then a bunch of Yerks are dead, no human slash work page your blood on your hands. But no, we have to blow it up. Well, I think they're also taking down the installation that is the Yerk pool underground facility, not just the pool itself. Is that necessary if all the Yerks are dead? Um, it might be necessary for, like, Candrona infrastructure, maybe? Hmm. Also, they have the facilities that are necessary for enslaving people. That's true. They have cages and stuff. Everyone agrees, except for Cassie, even though we all clearly are like, no, this is a bad plan and they shouldn't do it. Like, even I'm like, no, guys, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Why is everybody agreeing on this? To be fair, our brains are much more um, cooked than theirs. Their brains are still like wet spaghetti. Yeah. Well, wet spaghetti is cooked. I guess their brains are more like dry spaghetti. Dry spaghetti in the pot. The pot's still boiling. I think they're, maybe they're more like brownie batter. You know, it's still like soupy. You can still eat brownie batter. You can, maybe. <laughs> Freak. You don't like brownie batter? 
I didn't. Well, uh, so a witch cursed me at birth to never cook brownies correctly. Oh, weird. <laughs> it's brownies and stovetop rice. I can cook rice fine in a rice cooker. If I follow a brownie recipe, like, exactly, or if I use a box mix, I can cook them. But what's the fun of using a recipe exactly? Okay, wait, so wrong answers only. What did a witch curse you with at birth? How did a witch curse you at birth, or so? Okay. Can you think while sucking, like, quieter on chocolate, maybe? Your mouth noises. Not where I thought that Ew. was going <laughs> I'm kind of perfect. No, you aren't. Asthma. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to you, asthma. <laughs> that's the worst British accent I've ever done. Actually, that's what I was cursed with at birth. I'm really bad at accents. I can't do good accents or impressions. I was blessed at birth by being good at accents. I know. I'm so jealous. No, I was not cursed at birth by a witch. Everybody else was cursed by a witch to think of short people as being inferior. That's because you are inferior. <laughs> Cassandra, do you have... Are you okay? No. I feel like you're having a hard time tonight. You want to talk about that? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> as part of Cassie's objection to the plan to blow up the entire Yerk pool, it is revealed to the rest of the Animorphs at long last that she's responsible for the Yerks getting the blue box because she was preventing Jake from having to kill Tom in order to get it back. Axe's sort of internal monologue uh, in response to that is like, Oh, I think I genuinely hate this human being Which for what she like, did to me. <laughs> interesting. Like, I don't agree with him deciding to hate her. I think that it is a real dick move from Mr. Aximili. But I thought it was a very interesting response. Especially because I've definitely had times where there's, like, someone I kind of dislike or, like, feel neutrally about. And they just say one thing. And it's always the stupidest thing. But there have definitely been times where, like, someone just does some little thing and I'm like... I want you to die. I want you to fall down and die in front of me right now. I hate you so much. And it's always like the stupidest thing because it's just been building that I don't like this person. Mm -hmm. So I did kind of like relate to that, but it's also like, she's right and you're being a dick. So like, shut up, Axe. Well, he also has, sorry, he also has the association with um, Zero specifically. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of times Axe is like, he, I, I don't view him as benevolent, but I think he is not like generally considered by most others to be like a bad guy and so seeing this journal and seeing him like doing all this pretty nasty stuff and seeing him talk about like suddenly like viscerally hating cassie i was like i don't like it but this is a really interesting side of axe's personality i've been really overwhelmed even at this point because axe is just not allowing himself to communicate with people like axe clear communication is the gateway to healthy relationships try not to I don't think he wants a healthy relationship. But he just needs to not, like, censor himself so much, except when he's continuing to be an ableist douchebag. Fully, like, half of my notes are just me being, like, I'll kill you IRL axe <laughs> and kill, kill, death, maim, bite, kill about axe being ableist. Um, when is he ableist like, in this one? I forgot. Oh. He, well, oh. He, so he uses the word handicapped, which is, like, not something oh, yeah. that I'm a fan of. He uses the V-slur. He uses the V-slur, like, five times oh, yeah. um he also he like talks about being like i was wary of the auxiliary animorphs because of their lack of combat experience like, mostly due to their lack of combat experience like no you're not you know why you're wary of them which i noted in my notes is just revisionism purely like mm -hmm. it's clear through the rest of the journals that the auxiliary animorphs have been put through their paces combat wise it's amazing that ox just like has seen all this stuff and gone through all this stuff with animorphs and just like hasn't changed in so many ways. Yeah. He's like, I will 
accept humans. I will change my views. I will be, you know, the world's most accepting and like, except for disabled people. I'm gonna need to find it, but I do have in my notes that I do agree with Axe's opinion about lawyers. <laughs> what? He what? doesn't like them, if I remember correctly. In what oh, way? Yeah. In what way was he prejudiced against lawyers, I'm... the most oppressed group after <laughs> after gamers? <laughs> Rachel's mother is quite quarrelsome. I am told it is because she is something called a lawyer. A lawyer seems to be an odd type of human. Intelligent, but in a way that is not terribly useful. At least my Andalite sensibilities. All they seem to use their intellect for is argument. No philosophical contemplation or artistic pursuit. I am told that although people often find themselves in need of a lawyer, lawyers are not very popular. After the last few days, I understand why. <laughs> I did just realize that we completely stopped talking about what actually happened in the plot of the book, which I still don't remember. I remember the beginning part. Axe has a little bit of communication with Cassie, wherein she asks him if he thinks that she's a traitor. I believe he says yes. Because she can automatically detect that something has changed deep down inside of Axe. Because she's the emotional labor child. She's the child who does all the emotional labor. Actually, um, I was on the blue site recently, and I thought that I was interpreting the use of term emotional labor the correct way, but a friend told me that it was specifically to be used with regards to literal, like, when you're on the job. Whereas I thought that it was sort of the way that we've been colloquially using it, which is like, I have to do emotional labor for my mom or my dad a lot of the times for like the ways that they are difficult or whatever, or just men in general, ask me to do emotional labor. Would you guys know anything about that? Oh yeah, I'm familiar with that. I've seen that whole debate. I do think that there definitely needs to be a term for that second thing though. I just don't know what the term should be. I agree, because it's a phenomenon that I mm -hmm. have found very helpful to contextualize in that way, but I also don't want to like erase the history of where that comes from. Um, Axe sneaks out at night in raccoon morph, uh, which is the one that he's in on the cover. Uh, and Why he... does he choose raccoon again? Because... It, it blends in. Oh, yeah. And they got them little hands. He uh, grabs his e-space transponder. He finds a quiet place and he contacts Jahan Estelan Forlan, an, a superior of his in the Andalite military, who is just evil. <laughs> <laughs> we hate Jahan and his superior. He's just evil. Axe sort of understands that the Andalite Empire is planning to officially quarantine Earth. Quarantine is in gigantic quarantine. quotation marks. Uh, but then eventually when the Yurks are looking like they're mad expand off of Earth, the Andalites are planning to just destroy the planet and everything on it. And Axe is like, okay, maybe this is fine because I hate people. Oh, I hate people now. Good news, everyone. I hate people now. I am a nihilist. Yay. I have discovered nihilism. Cinnamon buns matter, but... It is truly an illusion that they matter, which is difficult for me to grasp as a part of nihilism. The sense of taste is just an illusion, and chemicals are the only thing. Your love is just chem chemicals, and it's nothing more. Everything is meaningless, except cinnamon bun. Bunza. 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 Yeah, so while Axe is contemplating dividing his loyalties, the Animorphs and their parents make a plan to get a bunch of explosives and then blow up the yurt pool. Okay, so the first part of Operation Blow Up the Yurt Pool and everyone in it is they go to a military base. All of the adults pretend to be a 
very lost hiking group. There's some subterfuge, some Horkbajir knock out some military men, Axe knocks out some military men, and then it Rachel almost runs over a bunch of people in a truck, explicitly against the orders of both Jake and Axe. But it does culminate with uh, Jake talking to an officer guy who's in charge of the stuff. That's Why does their plan work so well? That's his name, Officer Guy. <laughs> officer oh, yeah. Guy in charge of the stuff. <laughs> He's a captain of the military. Captain Guy. <laughs> captain Guy. Captain Olsten. Um, yeah, no, this plan works because Jake is really good at talking to adults. And also Naomi is there and had done some lawyer work for the specific captain. They disrespect him because he's tall. What, Jake? Yeah, hot take. Hot Jake take. No, not the hot Jake. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. Hot take on Jake. Adults disrespect him because he's tall. I'm not sure an adult has ever respected me for being tall as a child, but to be fair, I was extremely disrespectable, so. <laughs> yeah, Jake is also a respectable basketball player. So. He's a respectable basketball player in high schooler. They're all in high He's school now. He's respectable. Yes, Jake plays b-ball. The b stands for respect. <laughs> respect. <laughs> thing that we learned from Captain Olsen, the captain guy in charge of the stuff, that quote, the governor was sent away to a rehab center, and Lieutenant Colonel Larson is being court-martialed for his association with the governor, and several troops from area bases have been deployed into the city to quote, prevent panic from breaking out. So, we learned the sort of extent of the Yerk's control over the National Guard, and therefore the military, and the captain man, who is the captain of the stuff. And therefore America. That's his name, Captain Man. Captain. Captain Guy, Captain Man. Captain Man? Captain of the stuff. His name is Man Guy, or Guy Man. This whole first part of the escapade ends with Jake telling Captain Guy, who is in control of the stuff, everything, and him just being like, okay, we'll give you bombs. They load up a subway car. He's very persuasive. He seems very reasonable and trustworthy. He's the, li a, the literal he's words a, are, what do you need, son? He's a tall young man who respects authority. You yeah. can give a boy bombs. Yeah. That's I fine. wish it was that easy to get bombs. This this exchange is really good. There's a guy who outranks Captain Guy who is in control of the stuff. Captain Olsen, I'm surprised to see you. I believe you had orders to stay at your base. I did, said Captain Olsen icily. But those orders have been rescinded. On whose authority? The Major asks, his smile looking quite a bit tighter. On his. And then Captain Olsen indicates to Marco in Gorilla Morph who punches him out. <laughs> So would you say that if the Yerks have taken over, like, basically all of the National Guard bases, that all their bases are belong to them? You are correct! And you should say it! All your bases are belong to us! You have no chance to survive, make your time. Oh my god. Wasn't Do not cite the deep magic to me which I was there when it was written! <laughs> They get down to the subway area to load up a, a, a bunch of train cars with bombs. Uh, there For some is, reason. There is a grand melee. There is a fracas with a bunch of controllers and morphs. All right, yeah, there's a lot of back and forth about who ends up going on the train. It ends up being Cassie, Marco, and Axe. They key in the detonation sequence. They, as a sort of indicator to Cassie that like, oh yeah, having morals is important. I guess. The plan is to alert the Yerks like five minutes before the bombs explode in order to get all of the humans out and whatever. And probably the hork -Bajir. I don't know if they mentioned the hork -Bajir. Toby is here. Presumably they mentioned the hork -Bajir. I don't know. Visser 1 shows up. He just kind of rises up out of the pool. 
Slimy. Slimy. Mm -hmm. I do think it's actually important to mention something that happened way earlier in this, which is that Eva, while they're planning this plan, the very bad plan that we all agree is bad, a thing that Eva communicates early on is that if they manage to pull this off, this might be enough for your high command to remove Visser 1 from his post and Earth. I think in general she says that actually it would be enough to make Yerks go, you know what? Earth sucks. We don't like them. They're mean to us. We're gonna go conquer someone else. I mean, that's the ideal of their of their plan, of the Animorphs' plan, right? Like, that's the best case scenario, but... I would argue that the best case scenario is so thoroughly breaking Yerk Imperialism that they can't conquer anyone's planet, but I understand if that's maybe a little bit out of the scope of the Animorphs' efforts. Yeah, I don't think that they can do that from their position on Earth. Like, that would be cool, but this is one arm of a large empire. They do definitely make a point, somebody I imagine it's Cassie, they do make a point that like, oh, if they are like, hey, Earth sucks and we leave, do they just go conquer somebody else? Does it become somebody else's problem? You know, is it deferring? Earth sucks. I know. She left me roses by the stairs. <laughs> Surprises, let me know she cares. Say it ain't so. I will not go. Turn the lights off. Carry me home. Na -na -na -na. Uh, and they watch the Yerk pool. Which, reminder, is like several football fields large. They destroy downtown. They destroy downtown Human City, California. And as I have said many times, and as we see even at the beginning of this journal, many Yerks are not big fans of the war, are conscientious objectors, are being pressed into service even though they would prefer to be peaceful or part of the peace movement. And even if some people don't care about Yerk civilian lives... I can't imagine that random average Joe human citizens of downtown city California or whatever you've been calling it. Human city California. Human downtown, city California. Downtown city may be funnier. Uh, but I can't imagine that they survived unscathed. My name is Downtown City California Raven Away. And I have... Marco pretty much sums up the, the, the events at the end of this book by saying, the saddest thing is this is our greatest victory and I've never felt more depressed in my entire life. Yep, and that's then, what Cassie said was going to happen. And then Axe wraps up the book by musing on human nature a little bit. We do get a double dose of 90s at the end because most of this is just very grim and very like, oh my god, it's like an action movie and stuff. But we do get Marco in Gorilla Morph riding on the back of a truck at the end. Action movie. And that's very good. It's pretty hard to be an axe stan after this book because I haven't read this far and reading this was very hard for me. Then consider not being an axe stan. Well, that's the point she's trying to make. I know. I need to find out I'm, what happens. I mean. To, to decide if I am still an axe. No wonder people have given me weird looks and I'm like, oh, I love axe so much. You being the most important <laughs> of all of them. <laughs> At least my fave was problematic from the beginning. I have, a, I have an analysis question. Analysis. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that funny. It was actively You were staring very pointedly at me when you said that. It's the way you did it. She said it and you were like, analysis. <laughs> this, is, this is kind of like the nadir for axe stands. This is kind of the lowest point for axe stands. I would argue that there are a couple of books that you could point to as the lowest point for Rachel stands, right? Maybe the one where she takes over the Animorphs for a bit and everything is horribly wrong. What are the nadirs for the other Animorphs? What's the lowest point for Marco stands? What's the lowest point for Jake stands? Killing his mom. <laughs> 
The thing about being a Marco stan is you go in knowing that Marco is often very morally ambiguous, so there isn't necessarily a low point because you know that this is what he's like. Do you, though? Yeah, I think so. Well, I think he has morals, but they are very specific, and they do not actually align with like what I believe is good or bad, but... I know that going in. I enjoy reading about his perspective and about his choices because I think he is a really interesting person, not because I condone his actions. <clears throat> Do we think that this is, like, apocryphal? Because I've never even heard of this before. Apocryphica is my favorite cello metal band. Or or is it, like, Andalite propaganda? Is this, like... Or, you you, you think that there was propaganda... propaganda light? Do you think there was Andalite? Man, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Thank you. Do you think there was Andalite propaganda made to cover this up? You never studied Human City, California in your history class? You never, that wasn't part of the... I say that this happened. I feel like... Yeah. Also, you can't just blow up a city. Yeah. Also, I think there's proof that the city got blown up. I was, yeah. I just think that, like, the fact that it exists might itself make it, like, apocryphal because it's so controversial and, like, it delves so deep into... I don't know, some of the inner workings of Andalite stuff, but that was one of the main things. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I you know me, I'm always willing to believe that Andalites suck, so, uh, with some exceptions, okay. with some exceptions. Okay, okay, so okay. I'm willing to believe all right, in this hold one. up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Why? Beep. Don't say racist things, though. I am always willing to believe that the Andalite Empire sucks. Thank you. I don't want to go to bat for the Andalite Empire, but I do want to go to bat for Andalites as a species in the way that you have gone to bat for Yurks as a species many, many times. Yeah, I had tea with Ursulon last week, and it was lovely. It was very lovely. Yeah. Also, there is some evidence of the explosion that is shown in the book. Whether or not it happened because of this and because of the events of this journal is an open question, but I'm willing to believe it. I was definitely taught that that's why that happened. I was taught about this event when I learned about all the other bad things that had happened in California, like the earthquakes and the wildfires and stuff. There was also the time a yerk pool got exploded underneath it. And the time Cassandra Kelly got born. All bad things that have happened in the state of California. I did learn about that in class. (laughs) The earthquakes preceded that, actually, Mm -hmm. as did many explosions. And then at, you know, the the center of all of them. Uh, like bloody you're like Mm -hmm. (laughs) i come to bring destruction upon this planet fully formed fully fully, Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. like athena Mm -hmm. that's pretty sexy i love athena yeah i love athena war crimes suck this book is hard to read oh my god these were advertised to children why yeah also they finally after how many journals they finally after 52 journals accept that the possibility of just allowing Yerks to become Nothlets is scalable and doesn't just apply to Aftran. Like, they can do it for everyone. Like, finally! It's a... Okay, I think they haven't discussed it before, actually. I, I think Tobias has just been kind of sitting on this idea for a minute, but there's not really a good time to bring this up. He's been sitting on it like an egg, because he's a bird. Because he's an egg. He is also an egg. simultaneously a bird and an egg. (laughs) Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, if the chicken is trans. How do you all even know about this lingo? This is, how do you all know about the memes? You're my friend, you're my friend and I care about you. So I've done intensive transgender researches on the internet. I've inserted myself into trans blue site and am 
probing it for probing it you say information penis Everything can hurt if you try hard no. enough. This isn't sexy? I also had that in my mouth no. a few minutes ago. Just say the thing about Cassie's... What are we deciding on for Cassie's intuition about choosing to let the blue box go? I feel like I was ruminating about this a couple weeks ago, and we never actually talked about it. You know me. Obviously, I don't think it was the LMS I don't think it was the LMS either, no. But I, I honestly think it was just Cassie is, like, emotionally intuitive, and she knows Jake well, and she knew that Jake, who views himself as, like... Or at least has a lot of, like, self-image invested in being, like, the morally upright, good guy, clean-cut, action hero, all-American leader type. Killing his brother. Basketball star. Basketball star. Would, like, psychologically destroy him. And I think she was correct in that. Although, obviously, I do very much wish that someone had killed Tom. Do you think that... Do we think that Cassie did that because she also thought that Tom would be killed if he went back to Visser 3? having failed in his mission and mm. not have anything to show for it. So she also was trying to keep Tom from being killed by giving him something to show for it. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Because, like, his mission was to bring all the parents back, including the Animorphs, and he failed in that. Yeah. And Visser 1, knowing that Tom had continued to fail over the course of all this many years with one of the Animorphs right under his nose, like... Who wouldn't fly into a murderous rage when the Animorphs have caused, caused so many problems at this point? On purpose. On purpose. I love to cause problems on purpose. Yeah, I guess that, that makes sense. That's a good take. I hadn't thought of it uh, like fully formed before, but I was like, dang, I'm actually glad that she did that. I'm more happy that she that she did that she made that choice. I do think that the people who think that the Elemist guided her to do this are also the same people who think that Shakespeare didn't write his plays because he was a poor, uneducated guy and not a member but of society. But consider the Earl of Oxford. No. <laughs> I do think Shakespeare I kid, I kid. I do think Shakespeare was a team of lesbians. I think Shakespeare hung out with a team of lesbians. I think Shakespeare was a lesbian. I would buy that. Shakespeare could be trans as a treat. Anyway. Uh, Next week, we're reading... Unless anyone else has any more points they want to make. Next week, we're reading The Penultimate Journal, volume 53. The Penultimate Peril by Lemony Snicket. That I is, think that's who it's by. Yeah, it's a radical shift in the David Convention uh, at the very end of the series, which is really confusing. No, it's uh, volume 53, The Answer. Featured... I can't deal with that. I can't. I'm terrified. Get good, scrub. Uh, My life is crumbling around me. Uh, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> it's okay, sweetie. And we're still 53 is next. Stay safe, everybody. Stay safe. Everybody. Everybody. The Morph Report is on Patreon. We care a lot about accessibility, and we are paying someone to transcribe all of our episodes. We have a variety of tiers to choose from. Some of our tiers have some pretty juicy rewards. For example, if you pay enough money, you can even force us to watch the TV show and potentially read the other series by K.A. Applegate and Michael Grant, Everworld. We would really love it if you would check us out and consider supporting us. 
Thanks to Lee Zangari for the use of their songs Comic Book Girl and Complicated Spoon. You can find more of their music at leezangari.bandcamp.com. The Morph Report is hosted by Marina Malucci, Scrivener Lamb, and Blythe. You can follow us on Twitter at Morph Report. If you have a question for the Potomorphs, tweet at us or send us an email and we'll answer it on the show. Our email is themorphreport at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. love the Animorph series? How about podcasts? Do you love podcasts? Well, then listen no further, dear listener, and allow me to introduce the Animorphs podcast directory. Here you'll find an ever-growing list of Animorphs-themed podcasts to sit your every Animorphin desire. Check it out. We'll see you there.